knowing and seeing things as they actually are. What could that possibly mean? And more to the point, why don't we know and see things as they actually are anyway? There are many teachings on the nature of ignorance, on the nature of delusion, And there are many teachings on the factors or mechanisms by which this poor, sad body-mind remains obsessed and confused. And yet there is this possibility of knowing and seeing things as they actually are. But why don't we? What's going on here? We'll begin our exploration of why don't we, why don't we know and see things as they actually are, with something very close to home and very simple. Sometimes the nature of experience is such that we just don't want to. It's too much. Too much. I don't want to investigate life. I want to get out of it. Don't tell me how to develop wisdom. Don't tell me how to get a bright, luminous, illuminated mind so I can understand things. Just tell me how to get out, will you? Or actually, don't even tell me that. I just want to get out. In fact, I don't even want to talk about it. Why don't you go away and I'll just get out? Matter of fact, why am I even talking to you now? This kind of 
longing. <coughs> longing to escape from the human experience. is a force that contracts the mind, obsesses. drains the mind. It can even be uh, a characteristic, not just a passing mind state, but a way of living. Living a life of avoidance. It may not even be identified as something as simple as fear. It may just be a kind of a an ache or a sensitivity to life that is just too exquisite, too, too sensitive. the body with all of its pains and aging and sicknesses and all kinds of stuff. The mind with all of its confusions and sometimes it's speedy and sometimes it's lethargic, but it's always out of control. And other people, forget it not even going to go there. That is way too much. So everywhere you look, you know, everywhere you look, one can draw the picture in the stark and all-encompassing way that it's just been drawn, or one can notice that this quality, this urge, this tendency for you may come and go. It may not be all-encompassing, but when it's present, it's present. And maybe it's specialized. There's, oh, I'm willing to go lots of places, but I am not willing to go there. That's an area of suffering. That's an area of the human experience. I just don't want to touch. And I've got all kinds of ways to avoid it. It may just come up on what you might call a bad day, 
or bad week or bad period of your life. It may make a low-level kind of home in your body, like smog in Los Angeles, you know, just kind of always there. What does the body-mind know of, of this kind of turning away from life? A turning away that's motivated not by wisdom, but by sensitivity, aversion, fear. What does one know of this? The invitation now is to give priority to pause and relax. In the pause, as you listen and as you speak, it is in fact a opening to experience as it is right now, to touch down into something that Hmm. can be delicate. But pause, relax, receive, allow is a way of letting in even this, of meeting experience with receptivity, acceptance, So please take your time as you listen deeply and the heart vibrates with the experience of another, pausing and relaxing. Let's the mindfulness remain steady. Pause, relax. How is the mindfulness right now? Just have a look. And you might just ask yourself, how's the practice of pause, relax going? Is this, is this remembered, you might say?
will touch another factor or dynamic associated with not seeing things as they actually are. And maybe this will be familiar to you, I don't know. Just too busy. There's just too much to do. And those things, you know, seem important. Maybe they are within the scheme of one's everyday life. Maybe they are important. Things associated with work or running the house or... one's uh, hobbies even, one's uh, social calendar, one's finances. one's appointments with beautiful nature, beautiful literature, got to get to the library, got to get to the park, got to do my exercise. There's lots of things to do, all kinds of things to do. So in each pause, when you present this contemplation to the mind, you're asking, hmm, how does this being too busy to come to see things as they actually are factor in my life? How do I feel it? How do I experience it? And perhaps you speak it. But if you do, the encouragement is, even as you're speaking, speak with mindfulness and don't even assume that uh, you know where it's going. Remain in the question. Maybe everything isn't quite as solid as it seems. Pause, relax. The obscuring factor of just not looking, not seeing, because too busy. Pause, relax. Sometimes you're willing to face life even if it's challenging, turn towards it, 
you're willing to look at suffering, to be in it and not immediately flee, to bear your own sensitivity, sometimes. Sometimes you're also ready to prioritize seeing clearly. You're not too busy with something else. And even in such moments where there's a willingness and the time is made, maybe the mind doesn't settle. Maybe the mind is somehow obscured by its habitual activity, despite your willingness to see life as it actually is, to see the mind, to see the human situation clearly, to know the nature of things. You're ready, but... Oh, the noise of the mind doesn't abate. In such moments, one can even long for clarity. It could be the highest priority. And yet, even if we give ourselves the external pause, like we sit down to meditate, the mind just won't see. It would seem to prefer, almost, to make stuff up and pay attention to that. So what is this experience? Do you know it? Is this familiar to you? What is the totality of this experience, the, the texture of it, the sense of it, the flavor or the fragrance of the, of the mind that wants to see how things are, has made the time, but can't seem to penetrate the, the fog or the noise. And as you practice this with the support of pause and relax and open, what might be known? what might be known in just the pause, what might be known in the steadiness given to the pause by relax, what might be known in this between within your group in this very moment of this experience.
the experience of the noise of the mind just won't allow you, won't open to the penetrating vision of knowing and seeing things as they actually are. Relax. Open. We'll close this contemplation by reflecting together on the quality of the mind now, any sense of readiness now to see things as they are, but specifically in this area of as you're speaking and listening with your spiritual friends after the bell rings. How is the pause? How is the sati? Check it out in real time. How is relax? How is the tranquility, concentration, receptivity? And how is open? As you speak, the mindfulness internally, externally, and both, and the sense of relatedness that is really intrinsic to meditating together, but sometimes gets buried. Is it forward now? Is open, the guideline open, active and alive for you? And how is it being in the pause together? being in relaxed together, being in open together. How's your group practice? See what's here now. And by the way, it's really okay, and even there's some uh, kind of honesty, integrity, in, well, you know, some of these are strong, some of them aren't, or, you know, comes and goes, right? Just like uh, individual practice. So don't worry about that. In fact, the noticing of it is pretty good mindfulness, I think. So see what's here now of pause, relax, and open. The sati, samadhi, and relatedness here and now. You might care to offer your gratitude to your meditation partners for this practice 
and we'll join together in the circle. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.